As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be Continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. I'm Keith Murphy. Tonight, Sound Off Live begins its 24th year. I'm John Sears. 24 years? This show was on when Nebraska was still good at football? From WHO, it's Sound Off with Keith Murphy and John Sears. Now, get ready to Sound Off. All right, we welcome you to Sound Off alongside John Sears. I'm Keith Murphy, and boy, we had a, a pretty entertaining two days of, of NFL football that good involved, games. Yeah, a lot of people around here care. Comebacks, local teams, yeah. Legal sports wagering. <laughs> that we helps. We got it all. Hot topic, NFL playoffs. The sixth seed, the Vikings, go into New Orleans and take down Drew Brees and the Saints. 26-20 in overtime. Kirk Cousins erasing some big game demons and the defense making plays. Minnesota will take on the 49ers next week. You like that? You like that? 515-282-9010 to sound off. Or sound off on college basketball. The Hawkeyes lose a great game in Philadelphia to 21st-ranked Penn State, 89-86. Iowa shorthanded but still competing. The Cyclones gave one away in Fort Worth, losing in overtime to TCU, 81-79. The Horn Frogs, as you saw, banked in a three with Jeez. one second left to send the game to OT. It's a tough loss. Drake and you and I, both winners at home, give us a call to sound off on those games or anything else. 515-282-9010. Hmm. Been a rough month for Cyclone fans. Don't take my word for it. Read Jamie Pollard's letter. Iowa State's athletic director is well aware many different things caused fan frustration. Home losses to rival Iowa in wrestling and basketball, an embarrassing Hilton home loss to a 25-point underdog, and most importantly, a football fade. With great hype comes great expectation. The Cyclones saved their worst football for last, outplayed and outcoached by K-State, outmatched against Notre Dame, a bowl jump earned in part by those ultra-supportive fans. For the first time under Matt Campbell, Iowa State took a step back, and Campbell had his coaching questioned. Campbell's constant coach speak only made it worse. He's polite and professional, but so guarded with the media, Campbell ends up sounding like he just read a book of self-help slogans. It's the same sentences week after week, winning in the margins and attention to detail, Sound fine to fans when winning, anything does, but when the Cyclones lose in the margins by repeating mistakes and making fourth and one play calls that Booger McFarlane could see coming, fans fret. Campbell can coach, he's good. Through no fault of his, we have hyped him to the point where fans half expected Campbell to walk across Lake Laverne on his way to Jack Trice Stadium. 
Campbell will learn, adjust, and get back to work. And who knows, maybe he'll even provide a glimpse of the engaging personality he does show his circle of trust. Cyclone fans earned this hand-wringing and keyboard venting. Their patience and loyalty go unmatched. But fans, take a deep breath, think back four years, it was bad. Iowa State football is now in the best shape it's ever been. It's reached a new level when seven and six disappoints. That next step is a hard one. It won't come in a straight line. As Matt Campbell says, sincerely, trust the process. All right, as we ring in 2020, social media is filled with New Year's resolutions, or as I like to call them, pipe dreams people hope to accomplish, but will likely fall short. Instead of boring you with my resolution, let's dive into some local sports resolutions. Kirk Ferentz will be 65 by the time next football season rolls around. He has all the coaching records at Iowa. Another double-digit winning season should be the goal. Spencer Petrus, you just went from being one of the most popular players nobody knows anything about to one of the most scrutinized. Good luck. Speaking of quarterbacks, run, Brock, run. Brock Purdy will be a junior. Time to see the full arsenal, passing and running. Hold nothing back. Matt Campbell beat Iowa, plain and simple. Cyclone fans don't want to hear it, but that should be goal number one for next year. Steve Prohm and Iowa State basketball. Pray Tyrese Halliburton stays healthy. Two prayers a day, three if necessary. Speaking of Halliburton, enjoy him while you can. The NBA will be calling soon, as in months. This might be Fran McCaffrey's best coaching job to date. More prayers needed, though, for health. Hawkeyes lack bodies and cannot lose Luca Garza or Joe Wieskamp. NCAA tournament is the goal. Sweet 16 possible. Northern Iowa has been MIA for three years. Out of hibernation, the Panthers look green and ready to get, ready to get back to dancing. The MVC is wide open. Drake is a contender. Protect the nap, make a run in St. Louis. Lisa Bluter and Bill Fennelly have teams good enough to get back to the dance, despite each losing one of the greatest players in program history. Iowa State and UNI Wrestling should aim for top 10 at nationals. Tom Brands in Iowa, it's time. Time to end the Penn State reign. It's been 10 years since the last natty. Let Pokemon-loving Spencer Lee lead the Hawkeyes back to the promised land. And for all of us, take a page from Carson King. You don't need to donate millions of dollars but be kind to others and have a great 2020. That's it. That's all. That's all those people have to do. That's to all they got to do to have a good year. Those are pretty tough resolutions. You are not going to get many Cyclone fans to say goal number one should be beating Iowa. They're going to go goal number one should be getting to the Big 12 championship game. It'll help if you beat Iowa to start. Well, yeah, that's for a little week, momentum. Week two, week three, whatever that is. Need some momentum. Next year. Back to that Vikings game. Who saw this coming? Did anyone... Did anyone on a national platform pick the Vikings to pull off this upset in New Orleans? I didn't. I mean, many people have the Saints as this, a Super Bowl contender, right? Sure, in, absolutely. In the dome. I mean, this they, is a really tough place to play. Yeah. Kirk Cousins is, has not done well in big moments. Isn't that always the, the thing people say? Oh, the Saints, they don't lose in the dome. They don't lose in the dome. They and, win. And Cousins doesn't deliver in the clutch. He was delivering in the clutch today. That pass. To Thielen. Yeah, and then the, the, the pass to Rudolph, which Saints fans will tell you he pushed off. 
Look at this pass. You know what I was waiting for on the pass to Rudolph? I was waiting for the refs to replay and call interference. Vikings have to kick a field goal. Saints drive down, score a touchdown to win. I was just waiting for that to happen. Just, you know, a kick to the stones to Vikings fans. Just waiting for it. There's a little bit of a – There's a you can't call it. That's a no call. It's a no call. That's a no call to me. And by the way, they get – Again, you got to change this overtime rule. I know. Come on. Yeah, the, the Saints should have a chance, right? Uh, they should have a chance. Uh, let's go to Anthony in Des Moines. A lot of the weekend was uh, just celebrations people had about the Patriots losing. Anthony, did you care? Uh, no, actually, I don't. Uh, first off, how are you guys doing this evening? Doing good. good. We're great. Uh, actually, I really don't care about the Patriots. I am so sick about those teeters on that football team. I am very happy that the Patriots are WC is over. But the thing is, guys, should Tom Brady should retire? I mean, he has six, six championships rings already. He's a future Hall of Famer. I think he should retire while he still has living conditions and everything. All right, thank you, Anthony. We uh, we, we got to get going here. I don't think he'll retire. We'll get to the Patriots in a bit. Yeah, yeah we'll get to it. His, his arm looked fine to me. He just didn't have many yeah. people around him. It is time for Lookalikes with a local connection. Donna Plew and Clive says, Nebraska football coach Scott Frost looks like Friday Night Lights and Breaking Bad actor Jesse Plemons. Tiny ref. Plemons is going to play Scott Frost in a movie someday, right? I thought it was going to be uh, Scott Farkas. <laughs> Scott. Uh, D-Rock and Urbandale says, Clemson quarterback Trevor Lawrence looks like... Come a, on, D-Rock. A, a totem pole? Is that the Easter Island statue? Yeah, it, that's, a, that's a totem pole. That's what he looks like? A tiny ref? Wow. I hope Trevor's that's not harsh. screaming live tonight. Uh, send your sound off lookalikes to sound off at whotv.com. Sick and tired. That's got to be about the worst one-two punch in America. And it's What's Bugging Andy next. Time for another game of knockout. These people were already stars in Iowa in 2018, but their fame went up a notch this past year. One must go. Which of these 2019 breakout stars do you knock out? Yeah, not who had the best year, but who had the biggest breakout year. All of these well-known Iowa sports stars went next level in 2019. Is it George Kittle, Megan Gustafson, Alan Lazard, or Nick Nurse? This is tough because you're, you're wow. grading on a scale here. It, it's difficult. Gustafson was the national player of the year, but she's now on the bench. In the, Kittle yeah. was already a star, but his fame has definitely Now he's a first-team All-Pro. He wasn't yeah. first-team All-Pro last year. Now he's first-team All-Pro. Nick Nurse is known to the entire basketball world now after leading the Raptors to a championship. And Lazard went from practice squad, practice squad to... One of Aaron Rodgers' favorite targets. Yeah, nearly uh, uh, 700 yards, 500 yards receiving this year. Yeah, tough. I'm probably picking Lazard out of that group. That's a tough yeah. one. And this week's... What's bugging Andy? Andy's sick. Not deranged, actually sick. Oh, I thought it was deranged. I've been battling a cold lately. I know, join the club. Colds go with winter like potholes and pale skin, but that doesn't mean they don't still suck. Having a cold is like towing around a giant trailer behind your car. Everything is harder. Nothing is really pleasant. 
food doesn't taste good. You can't sleep well. Heck, your beautiful, serene bedroom gets turned into a disgusting, sick room, reeking of snot rags and Vicks VapoRub. It's no way to live. Well, what's even worse is being sick at work. Well, let's face it, most of us do try to power through a cold and avoid taking sick days. I mean, it's a lousy choice. You either play through it and let everyone else get your sickness, or take sick days and let everyone else do your work. When you decide to work through a cold, there's like a race to let everyone know you're sick before someone else beats you to it. I mean, if you're the first sick person, you seem legit. If you're the fourth one, it's like you're just hopping on a bandwagon. Hey, I'm sick too. Oh yeah? Well, I was sick first. When you work through a cold, your job sucks. But if the next person takes a sick day, then you're stuck picking up their slack and your job sucks even more. When you're sick at work, you can't act too sick because there's a fine line between looking like a trooper and looking pathetic. I mean, you want to look stoic, not make your coworkers start crossing themselves and wearing garlic around you. And then it's important to actually find a way to get well because you get maybe two days of sympathy and then you just look weak. And you're not weak. No, I mean, you're working through a cold. You're the opposite of weak. It's not the flu, it's not pneumonia, it's not mono. It's not something that can land you some serious time off. It's a stupid cold. And you power through it and it bugs you and everyone else. I'm Andy Thales. Now I feel sick. Uh, still ahead, our five top sports stories of the year and more live calls. 515, hey, we have a line here. We have a line open, 282-9010. You can tell college football season's over when we have lines open. Yeah, you get a little bit of a break. Sound off on Twitter at soundoff13. Casey Bob writes about Iowa State losing as much as the Cyclones did. I expected some early issues. What I didn't expect was the vitriol from so-called fans against players and coaches after a loss. Social media, man. It's it's brutal yeah. at times. Yeah, it's too much. Joe writes, Hawks have exceeded my expectations, and I think they make the tournament. Garza will be in player of the year conversation all year. He's been dominant man. he's been he's been great uh it's a it's a long big 10 season Grueling, we'll see, yep. see what can happen there a 2019 iowa sports stories of the year who's in your five at number five uh the state's two top basketball recruits both stay in state xavier foster to iowa state and caitlin clark to iowa that was really cool because these are both really highly regarded recruits yeah and i think uh obviously foster announced it was going to be iowa or iowa state but i think a lot of people thought clark was maybe notre dame yeah i, mean, I did she's notre dame's a top five program in the country she's, every she's year she's a dowling catholic yeah. i just thought yep. uh, iowa and iowa state to be nice yep and then she's notre going dame. to notre dame but was it's not cool the case. she's going to iowa and it was good that there was balance there number four megan gustison is the national player of the year leads Iowa to the Elite Eight. This is underrated as I think what a lot of people need to think about this. The She's the greatest player in Hawkeye basketball history. National Player of the Year. Like imagine this year if Luca Garza wins National Player of the Year. It's the same award. Number three, sports wagering becomes legal in Iowa 
More than 100 million bet in the first two months alone. <laughs> it's not going to slow down. Yeah, that's that was a big deal. Number two, legendary Hawkeye Hayden Fry dies at age 90. Now, his death set off emotions and tributes across Iowa and beyond. Mm -hmm. It was not a shock to lose Hayden Fry at age 90, but boy, it really brought out some emotion. It did. I mean, he did he did so much for Iowa and the sport of football, really, from Texas all the way up to Iowa. Uh, number one, Carson King, accidental fundraiser. Might be a stretch as a sports story, but it's all sports-centric. Uh, Carson King's game day goof beer sign sets <laughs> off a chain of events that would captivate Iowans for weeks. Ultimately, King raises more than $3 million for Stead Family Children's Hospital, which is the biggest part of this story. But John, every time we thought that story's going away, there it took another turn. Yeah, not even captivating Iowa, but the country. Yeah, I mean, was this was a national incredible. story. It was cool. Leo is in Perry. Leo, welcome to Sound Off. Hey, guys. Thank you for taking my call today. Yeah, what's you up, Leo? Hey, I'd like to say that I'm a diehard Saints fan, and I'm just absolutely devastated what happened today. The last three years have been just absolutely horrible for us. Well, I thought you would win this game today. Yeah. I think most people did outside of, uh, I don't even know many Vikings fans who thought the Vikings were going to win. What did you think of the, the big play? Or do you want the flag there? At the end? You know what? You know, I watched that game, and I love Drew Brees. He's, Sean Payton and Drew Brees have done phenomenal things for us, but I think at the end of the day, uh, Sean Payton should have put in Teddy Bridgewater and take some hill together, and they could have won the game for us. I love Breeze, but I hate saying that, but those those two guys could have uh, won the game for us. Yeah, that's I know that's a tough thing as a Saints fan for you to say, but I, I get why you're saying it. But uh, I, I just want to see both teams get the ball in overtime. I do, too. I mean, yeah. just come on. Give, them, give the Saints a shot. Yeah, this is a little bit better, but not that much better. Yeah. More live calls coming up, including Jordan and Tammy. It's time for Over Under, New Year's Eve edition. Overrated, watching the ball drop in Times Square while wearing Depends adult diapers. Yeah, can that be fun? There are no bathrooms, John. And is there any, f I'd, I'd be starving to death. Like, is there a food vendor you can just run up to and grab a burger from? I mean, you can't move. You, you can grab You're a stuck. burger and you should keep that bun to wipe. <laughs> <laughs> Underrated watching the ball drop from the comfort of your own living room surrounded by loved ones. Oh, that's what we did and it was great. That's the best. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> John and I face off on more topics, and we'll uh, we'll open up the phone lines again. We got a couple open lines at 282-9010. Uh, you must pass a sobriety test. What? Time for face-off, but without John Travolta and Nicolas Cage. Underrated movie, face-off. It's bonkers. They trade faces. Could happen. Whatever. Could happen. All right, Tuesday night, Iowa State lost to 25-point underdog Florida A&M, also known as FAMU. Cyclones best player Tyrese Halliburton did not play, but come on. Iowa State should beat this team by 20 without Halliburton. It's an embarrassing loss. If it's not the worst loss in Hilton Coliseum history, it's in the conversation. Mm -hmm. Worst in my 30 years perspective, it's FAMU's biggest win ever and first over a major program. Rattlers ranked 324 by Ken Palm. It counts as one loss. It's a long season, but oof. oof. The UNI women's basketball team claim of a state championship got trucked by Drake. 
Bulldogs looked sharp. These two teams probably battling out with Missouri State for the MVC crown. Yeah, Drake's still the team to beat and served up a steaming hot plate <laughs> of reminder with a side of route. Uh, and how about Becca Hittner? 37 points, 18 for 18 wow. from the line. Free throws make the difference in many games, though not this one. There's a route. The Patriots played in a wild card game for the first time in 10 years and lost at home to the Titans and Ryan Tannehill. The dynasty is over for Brady and Belichick in New England. It feels that way. Brady can still play and probably will. Where he plays is another question. He's not as sharp as he once was, but New England lacks weapons. Yeah. All, all dynasties come to an end when they don't have weapons, and this one looks over, but what a run. Yeah, six titles, not too bad. A lot of talent and cheating helps. There's, <laughs> there's a new 30 for 30. What if I told you Jameis Winston threw 30 touchdowns and 30 interceptions? True story. 30 touchdowns and 30 interceptions. As viewer Tim Johnson put it, what if I told you there was an NFL quarterback when he threw the ball, no one knew which end zone it would end up? True story. <laughs> That's true. Knockout, one had to go. 2019 breakout stars, and we have a tie. Kittle, Gustafson, Lazard, and Nurse, and it looks like Lazard and Gustafson. We need the double X there, but it looks like Lazard and Gustafson, both with 34%, are out. Out. No one voting for George Kittle, only 9%. Yeah, I understand why. Football rules, and he's pretty good. Yeah, he's really good. All right, let's get back to the calls here. Tammy in Beaverdale with a thought on the Patriots' loss. I'm glad that the Patriots lost because I'm a huge Packers fan, and and I'm looking forward to that game next weekend with um with them playing Seattle Seahawks next weekend, and I hope the Packers will win it. I'm gonna be honest. Be I, honest, I've John. not been real impressed with the Packers this year. I I I think they should win, but I'm. I think Seattle can go in there and beat the Packers. Uh, you're just being a jerk. I'm not, I'm not trying to be me. I'm just uh, saying. Randy and Urbandale, you'll get the final word on Kirk Cousins. Okay, uh, if the Vikings would have lost, would they have blamed Kirk Cousins? And since they won, is it all on Kirk Cousins because they won? Quarterback gets all the blame, gets all the glory, right? Isn't that hey, what they say? He deserves respect for those big time That throws. was a big throw to Thielen. That'll do it for us. We're back next week, and we hope you are too. We leave you with the sound off, send off. The final words from the final Channel 13 newscast of 2019. Thank you for joining us. Happy New Year. We leave you with a look at Times Square where people are waiting for that ball to drop. A million people there and what we keep talking about is no place to go to the bathroom. <laughs> they're, they're all wearing depends. <laughs>